welcome back. Here we are, tied at zero zero. Because we weren't recording yet. <laughs> it would seem it's sudden kill. Oh, for our Australian audience, that was actually a New Zealand audience uh, or accent. Oh. Um, for our New Zealand audience, y'all's like doing way better than Australia. So like. <laughs> You know, like if I'm making fun of your accent, like just understand you guys got Hobbiton. There's nothing in Australia. Really? There's nothing in Australia? Yeah, maybe they got Sydney, but it's mostly just the desert in the middle. And they're right by the equator too, so everything's like real hot. Granted, New Zealand is too. But like Mega in New Zealand, like they're like fucking phenomenal as far as like web server stuff is concerned. Cloud storage and all that stuff. So, all right, Aaron. Um, let me pull up my dice. Yeah, definitely exited out of my dice. That's a bummer. Oh, I just exited out of Canva. Uh, dice roller. I got my dice. All right. Whose turn was it? So, you want to go first, Aaron? I think it was your turn. I, I think we. I rolled a one. Ooh. That's not very good. So you get a hazard card and you have to roll a disadvantage. You might get a write-up. <laughs> so I have to roll now. I roll a d6. Well, you, have, you roll a d20. I now. roll a d20. Um, yeah, and that's going to determine what card you get from the hazard card deck. Oh, okay. I got an 18. You got an 18. Yeah. Technological automation. The company introduces technological advancements that result in job displacement or changes in job requirements. Players must adapt to automation, potentially facing challenges such as the need for retaining, retraining, uh, need for retraining. Yeah, job is security. but need for retaining your current yeah. job, obviously, because you need money. Right. Um, and job insecurity. Yeah. So. This could be like, I mean, with all the shit that they're trying to do with AI right now, like right. some company in India was just boasting about like, everybody kept saying that AI is a tool that can aid people, mm -hmm. right? And that was, that was going to be the cool thing about it, right? But within a month of that, like there's already a company in India who hired, he like fired 90% of his workforce. And he's like, oh, it was absolutely necessary to do that because chat GPT, they took it over and they did such a good job. Yeah. Yeah, and necessary. It's like, okay, he's like, he's like, call times were at two hours. Now it's a matter of minutes. And it's like, so why couldn't you have Chat GPT do like most of like the receptionist style work or help desk style work, and then you know to offer an even greater customer service experience? Yeah. Have you know some of your guys back there who are specialists? You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Like, I can understand ChatGPT taking over some of our customer service things just because, like, sometimes in customer service, the one of the things that prevents people from having good times is just burnout. So they'll they'll finish their call and then they'll wait wait a couple minutes to take that next call. But if you're like, but if it's ChatGPT, I mean, then they're not gonna. They're not going to get burned out. They're just going to go call, 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 and they're just going to be super productive. And that's what companies want. 
I don't know. I think we should mat. Uh, I think we should probably monitor their CPU temperatures. Yeah. Um, to make sure that they don't need a rest. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I think about the robots yeah. and our robot overlords. I welcome you. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk is making an AI company now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough because mm-hmm. like some companies, yeah, you can just like replace everyone with an AI and it will do just as good of a job. Like. Anything that's like chat support, AI will be like really good at it because they'll just, they'll be able to find information faster. Yeah. And I mean, to some degree, that's fine, yeah. right? But how many times, because they've already implemented this in the past with, um, I don't even want to say AI that's um, not up to the task, but like, basically with a series of flow charts yeah, that they programmed exactly. into a computer. Yeah. Right? I mean, and how many times have you been frustrated where you're like, you gave me six options. Yeah. I need the seventh option. Oh yeah, exactly. Which is like, I mean, that is yeah. going to be, and like issue. you waste a bunch of time. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've run into that before at, with like flow charts and at work where uh, you just have to follow the flow chart and, sometimes the option is not on the flow chart and sometimes the flow chart is written by an engineer and those engineers uh, don't really have real world experience of an item. Uh, so like they don't, and they also seemingly don't care about said real world no. experience. Yeah. They just, their documentation is secondary to what they're doing, what they, what they make, it'll just function. <laughs> Everything else can be handled by product companies. Yeah, which that's not. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. When engineering gets uh, replaced by AI, it might might not be. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, I've dealt with engineers and just like like they'll um, there's like a practical thing of like making something as small as possible so it doesn't take of as much as take up as much uh, real estate so it can fit in a smaller but like if you're working on that item and it's too small you just can't physically work on it (laughs) anymore you're you're just like i have to take this apart in order to work on it this is not effective anymore this is a waste no but they don't really care about that they care about reducing costs initially and maintenance that's a secondary factor i mean part of like uh technology is trying to make everything smaller and smaller and smaller just so it it's more compact i mean then we see that with technology but i mean sometimes like i don't know if you're working with generators you can't you can't make it smaller because then you can't (laughs) physically move your hand into the thing to replace the part you just just can't well at at a certain point it just becomes a replaceable component yeah it does and landfills are filling up because of all these all these replaceable components and products are even being Mm -hmm. uh, put out to where they are just a replaceable component you buy this hundred dollar product we'll just say it's um some sort of network switch Right. right and it goes bad but it's just the usb port that went bad on a very small board that is attached with a ribbon cable to the main board, yeah. right? You could take it apart and very easily replace that smaller board, but good luck finding the part. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, you send it to a landfill, even though the part probably costs a dollar to make, mm-hmm. they could probably charge $10. 
for it, yeah. right? They just don't view it as necessary, mm. I guess. But um, going back to like the technological automation, I mean, a lot of things are already kind of like automated. I mean, that's what factories are for. Everything's on a machine. It's being all automated. You just basically just have to watch the machine and make sure it doesn't break down. And when it does break down, that's when you actually step in, turn off the machine, fix it, turn it back on. I mean, that's all automated too. Yeah. Um, I mean, at yeah. my factory, it, it was called automated bag making. I mean, it was literally automated. It was in the title of the company. It's just, right. I mean, everything was yeah. automated. I mean, and there was basically like one person per machine and we just sat in front of the machine all day and just made sure that the machine ran and it's just, and they're trying to, I'm, I'm talking to my uh, past workers before and they're even trying to implement more automation to it. Like um, where you don't have to, because like before you would have to um, basically when the order was done, you had to like package up the box. So you had to like physically move yeah. the box out of the machine. And then they started to automate that even more. So it, it would automatically push the item off the machine and get ready for the next batch. It, so it's slowly yeah. at it. And then they're even like trying to put everything on a conveyor belt. So it was even less work for people to do. I mean, they're just, there's always trying to like automate everything just so you don't have to rely on right. workers because I mean, actually in that factory, a lot of the time it's like it was 12 hour shifts. So they had a kind of a high turnover rate just because people would get tired of like working 12s. And so they, they they're trying to get less people because or they're trying to right. get more people, less people to run more machines or things, something like that. Rather than getting to the root cause of like more benefits for the work. But then again, I mean, it's just cheaper to automate it. So it's kind of, I don't know. I think we're just going to eventually get to this point in, in our economy that 70% of the stuff that people do now is just going to be automated. And I don't know where these people are going to get jobs now. <laughs> I have no idea. And then even more so in the name of capitalism, who's going to be able to afford to buy any product aside from like food and lodging. Right. Yeah. That's going to be weird too. Like, I don't know where our economy is going to yeah. be. Our economy is fucked. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But money doesn't really exist. It only exists in the mind of the beholder. Right. So like, are we going to just change the concept of money? Or what's what's going to be funny is I have no idea. What's going to be funny is like when we start having to have to um, have more social programs to give people like um, um, (laughs) like monthly like yeah like almost like uh, just like here's a monthly (laughs) like stipend here you can use this to go buy what you need and you can inject that money in the into the economy. And it should be more than enough to live off of. And then landowners are like, well, that's my property. And the going rate for property at this point is, you know, I mean, I know people thousand dollars a month. And I know uh, there have been studies with like just giving people free money to live off of. And either they had jobs. It was like in a wide range of people and their predicaments. Like some people didn't have jobs or they had like low paying jobs. Some of them had middle income so they were making like a livable wage and then they were also getting like this free stipend and then they had like 
more higher end people getting like a stipend. And then they kind of just did this study mm-hmm. to see like what people did with this money. And a lot of the, like 90% of the people, they just improved their lives. Like they continue to work at their job and then just uh, use that money to kind of like collected. The yeah. Money. Like to, they just use that money to get ahead and be more financially secured and like have a lower uh, cost of living. So, so they have a higher standard. So are you suggesting, so are you suggesting that maybe if, you know, we gave bonuses in the forms of not pizza parties? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and if we gave raises where, like, you know, they're deserved and things like that, are you suggesting that maybe, according to the study, just maybe we could make a difference in some um, positive respect? I, I think uh, my main point is if... If everything is automated, we'll be okay with get every, give, giving everyone a stipend. But I don't know where that money is going to come from. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because it can't come from the tax dollars help? if the people aren't making tax it's, dollars. It's going to be right? crazy when because the government's going to have to collect taxes from more uh, businesses probably because they're the only ones with money. So they're going to collect right. more taxes from. But the that's companies. weird because they keep giving them tax. Yeah, breaks. and the companies are using those tax breaks to get more money but pay people less and automate more (laughs) so they don't have to pay people but the people need money to buy their products so if we need a stipend the government's going to take it from the fact the companies anyway (laughs) so they can buy right stuff the government is basically to pay people to buy stuff from rich people that's what's going to happen eventually Pretty much, yeah, because that's the only way that the economy turns, and we can't give up on capitalism. Yeah, we can't give up on right? capitalism or amend it. There's too much money. We can't amend it. There's too all. much money in our economy to not give up capitalism. Yeah, but money doesn't actually <laughs> exist. It's just numbers on a screen anymore. Well, it's even more crazy than that because if you're like, I don't know, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with like the stock market, but there's a thing called naked, <laughs> naked selling and short selling, where basically like. I know what. They yeah, are. but our list. Yeah, so have. basically, uh, uh, a a company that sells shares can they don't have to own the shares. So like the D, the D, the DTCC, <laughs> they they like give out shares to companies for those shares to sell to retailers and like you and me and people like that. So they're called like retail sellers basically, and um. But companies don't actually have to own shares to sell them. They just like sell them. And then there's a thing where they have to cover those those shares. And basically they just like. Yeah, basically they buy them at a certain yeah. price. They probably buy them in bulk. And they're like, hey, it's 350 right now, but I'll give you $3. Yeah, for so. It per and share. Sometimes and people, then like they have to make that cost yeah. up yeah, with retail. Buyers. yeah and sometimes they'll even like swap <laughs> with other hedge funds because the hedge funds will be like well i'm i need these shares but you need these shares so let's swap real quick and then they can cover their their shares that they sold but didn't actually own <laughs> isn't that fucked? it is fucked it's crazy it's well, that's just like subcontracting, yeah. right you don't actually have to own a business in order to or let me rephrase. You don't actually have to own an electrician's business to be able to resell electrician's 
labor. Mm -hmm. And like electricians, they might be charging, you know, $150, $200 an hour, depending on depending on the electrician, right? A smaller guy is going to probably charge less than some massive corporation. But with subcontracting, you can make that rate whatever you want. You're like, okay, well, $150 an hour because they give them so much work, they've dropped it down to $125 an hour. And now I just need to make up for that $125 an hour cost, but I'm going to charge $300 an hour and I'm going to preach on quality and I'm going to tell them how all the other guys in the industry do a bad job. And that's why you need to come with me. And then when the toll bells start ringing, for lack of better words, and they're like, hey, uh, we you said that our lighting was going to look like uh, what it does in the mm -hmm. office, but out here in the warehouse, um, we can't see shit. You installed one incandescent bulb, and like we asked for LEDs, but whatever. And they're just like, oh, well, we can still do that. Like, let's reach a compromise. Give me more money and I'll install a second incandescent bulb. Then you have two. That's double. It's the ability. Yeah. I don't know what you need more than that for. The, the amount of lumens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, that's that's how some of these, and, and not all subcontractors yeah. are like that. I want to make that clear that like, a lot of subcontractors are out there just trying to do their best. And I understand yeah. that because like, you know, I, I get that. I know a lot of subcontractors yeah. and they're, they're just trying to like put in the cheapest bid because just like Walmart, which that's another episode entirely, but like, just like Walmart where they bring in a bunch of farmers and they're like, okay, so we're going to start the bidding at 45 cents an ear of corn. Now 44, who's got 44 and they like kind of like auction it off, but in the reverse direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is really fucking like mm, that, that one still gets me because like, if you've ever met a farmer, all they want to do is just have their own land, have their own. Yeah. It, it depends on the farmer. And then Walmart sells it for a dollar regardless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, they paid five cents an ear of corn because everybody's like, fuck, dude, like I can't afford to lose out on yeah. this. That's crazy. That's fine. Everything's fine. But anyhow. So I'm basically, yeah. I mean, anyhow, a lot of people are just going to be replaced by technological automation. I mean, yeah, you can retrain well, it so you can actually like run the automation. But are the com is the company going to pay for that or are they just going to hire someone that... They're going to hire somebody who already someone. has the skill set. Yeah, that's set. what's going to happen. Because it's cheaper to hire somebody for about the same wage mm -hmm. than it is to retrain somebody for thousands of dollars and lose that amount of time that they're retraining yeah yeah i mean a lot of machinists i know when cnc started becoming a, a really big thing right well i guess it's been a big thing since i've been alive but it's made advancements right a lot of machinists i know actually went out of their way to understand like programming mm -hmm. uh, that way if there was an issue with a part, they could watch it over the course of a few parts and make adjustments, right? right? Cause CNC isn't perfect. It's a bunch of stepper motors and servo motors working together. It's, but they made a big effort to, to do that. And even when, cause like in high school, yeah. I almost went to a trade school for machining 
And the instructor was like, yeah, just so you know, a lot of these jobs are going to involve CNC. Now, if you're like developed enough, then we'll, we'll focus on that. And a lot of those guys, they're focusing on programming. Mm-hmm. So you might have to talk to the electricians department, or not electricians, the electronics right. um, department on this. But at the same time, like you need to understand the fundamentals and we'll teach you that the first year and the second year we'll go into programming. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody who was in there, right, was just like, this is a good paying mm-hmm. job and it's really easy as long as you can measure shit accurately. Mm-hmm. And none of them had the patience to learn programming. Yeah. And now programmers are just being replaced by AI. <laughs> I think that part's funny because like they're the most contentious of occupations. And you need it and you need programmers <laughs> not... to write AI. <laughs> yeah. AI's not gonna write itself. And like they're like, oh, well, except it does, and it doesn't oh, yeah, kind of those programmers. It, it will actually. <laughs> like, what's crazy is like all and, these people that are going to school for like programming right now and coding. By the time they finish school, they're they're gonna have to go back to school because yeah. everything's changed, and it's gonna be weird because like they're gonna go back to school and they're gonna have to go back to a tech school at that for automation, yeah, or for you know whatever. Because the guys in India, they can do a cheat for like anything like web development, server management, all that stuff. And every company out there knows yeah. that. And AI is going to replace them. That's why I got out. Well, that's why I got out of web development, though, is because like I saw like, I'm like, yeah, there's no way a robot could ever replace this job when I got mm-hmm. into it. Right. And then I saw how a bunch of Indian dudes were like replacing this job. And I'm like, okay, so like, there's nothing safe over here. I mean, and they were great at what they did. Yeah. They were, I mean, there there are shortcomings in some respects because they're very focused on how much time something takes, and they're very quick to tell you that is not my problem. Yeah. What's also said is like, but they're just being taken advantage of because they they're doing a good job, but they're being paid half the half the cost of what people get paid here. Oh, I think less than that from what yeah, I got. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but like this... I actually did this thing at one point where I was like trying to um, not outsource things, but just have somebody fill in like where I couldn't mm-hmm. do a task, right? And the guy's like, oh, I could do this, but it's going to cost you this much. And I'm like, that's a lot of numbers. And then I did the conversion. I'm like, it's like 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> not that much. Yeah. I mean it's it's but largely yeah. that was out of curiosity more than anything else but it's like we will continue to exploit anybody and everybody who says they can do things cheaper yeah and all because of money and for something that's like not even needed like it could just be replaced by like people just deciding you know what maybe maybe i just Maybe this product's just not even worth it, <laughs> and then that company's bankrupt yeah. because it's not a uh, it's not a need people need. It's maybe, just a want. Maybe I don't need the newest iPhone three thousand. Yeah. Maybe I just am fine with my iPhone two thousand. So my I just had to get replaced my phone, and I have an iPhone, and I had like an iPhone ten, like an X or something, 
and the 14 just came out and i was like i don't Mm -hmm. need the latest one but right i got one because the difference in my monthly price for my phone was three dollars legit yeah that's it like for the entire term yeah it's like i pay it was i was paying like it was gonna be like 24 dollars a month for my phone but like the 14 was like 27 and i'm like might as well just pay the 27. well and the people at foxconn appreciate your generous donation (laughs) and they have installed one more suicide net because (laughs) of your yep it's crazy like Uh, i don't know i don't know what's going on anymore I don't think like, there must do, but we got a podcast about it. So stay tuned for next episode. I don't I don't know what's gonna be going on in like the next five years. I mean technology has changed so much and you, even in the past five years, I mean things have changed. Things are getting smaller and faster. And I mean, now AI is in development even harder. And I don't know where things are gonna be in five years. And it's gonna be a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, it could be a lot of frustration. If it makes you feel any better. I don't think any of us. Do. Yeah, even the people who are developing this, I don't think that they know where. It and the only be. people that think they know where it's going to happen are the people that are billions of dollars running corporations, and they're like, "Oh man, think of all the people we get to fire to replace with like computers, and think of all the money that we'll make." Think of all the money we yeah. can make. Yeah. <laughs> even though we just fired like twenty thousand people, and now there's yeah. twenty thousand less people buying products that <laughs> i don't know. i can't afford it and then they're like where did our margins yeah. go and it's like well you kind of killed them when you didn't allow for it wasn't just you but like you kind of killed them when nobody had a job anymore so that's what's happening with technological automation everyone just loses their job and everyone's homeless now roll with disadvantage <laughs> okay. so i roll a d20 now <laughs> You roll two twenties right. and you take the. Oh man, number. my first roll is a twenty. My second roll is a fourteen. Man, let me go up to the. I think chart. nothing happens. Nothing happens. I think. Yeah, you're at the high edge. Oh of man, I almost happening. gained a card <laughs> by being Lord. replaced by AI. <laughs> no, fuck. maybe I'm just so good so that, that means I my... tell AI how to do the job. I'm really good at yeah, asking yeah. AI their correct way to ask something, maybe. And I also understand that you're really good at flowcharts. Yeah, that's all AI is. It's just a fancy flowchart. It's just yes/no statements. Pretty much. Actually, AI is probably. But isn't that all that logic is? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Until you all right are asked something that has a yes and a no. But it's not a contradiction. Oh, no. So now we're yeah. No, we're talking about quantum computing at yeah. that point. And that's what AI is really not good at is like if it's something factual based, it's really good at. If it's something that's like could be an opinion based, it's just not very good yet. Which makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. So okay. I rolled. I got a four. Nice. I got a decision Ooh. card. And it means that me as the player gets a meaningful decision or dilemma that impacts gameplay and the narrative. Booyah. Oh, bitch. man. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting to see where my decision card is. I know I made this word document so I could like hit a button on the side, but I'm really bad at word documents. AI wouldn't be bad at word. No, documents. AI would be really good. I can I can do at this game. I can program in C I can't quite figure out how Microsoft Word works all the time. Mama said that I am not a smart man. Was that a quote from somebody? Anyhow, so it was a quote from. Uh, I don't know if I yeah. seen that movie all the way through. So, yeah. Really? It's like a cult classic. I've never seen Sandlots either. Well, I mean, in your defense, I don't think I've seen that all the way through. You're killing me, Smalls. So, like, that's the only thing that I know that's from that only... movie. And I think there's a dog. I'm I... pretty sure there's a bulldog. That's the only thing I know from that movie. But everybody loves it. Yeah. And. Maybe that'll be our official like quote. You're killing me, Smalls. Every time we talk about a politician or some weird stance, you're killing me, Smalls. That way we can underscore it, yeah. but equally we realize that we're just doomed. It's true. So anyhow, my three in the decision card gives me the negotiation stance. The player must decide on their approach to negotiating with management. They can choose between a more confrontational approach or a cooperative one, each with its own benefits and drawbacks in terms of gaining concessions or maintaining worker solidarity. So I'm trying to even think of the last time that I had any any sort of negotiation stance. Yeah, I mean, the last time I had a negotiation stance was like... uh, I need more money because I've been here for like X amount of years and I haven't had a raise. And that wasn't really a negotiation. It was just like, Hey, help. This is a statement. Um, But like, normally you just don't, you can't negotiate with companies really well. Like I mean, even looking at the writer's strike right now, I I read a thing where people, the writer's strikes, the companies are waiting for October where everyone is basically homeless so they can get a good deal with the writers. Yeah. I mean, and that makes sense, really. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, I know some people negotiate like salary, be. but usually you can only negotiate salary if you know that someone that has been there for less amount of time is making more money than you, which is why you always talk about salaries with your coworkers because I mean, you yeah, should, I mean, because like if they can gain an advantage off of it, then they should, and then you can piggyback off of that and say, "Hey, you gave them a raise. Why didn't yeah. I get?" A I mean, raise? that is one thing that is actually like a law that companies don't want you to know is you're allowed to talk about your salary, and it's illegal for the company to be like, "Yeah, you can't talk about your salary." Oh, hush, 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 hush. We're not allowed to do that. But here's a pizza yeah. party. Yeah, and people will get. I mean, some companies will even throw. Let's talk about puppies <laughs> and productivity. And you guys have been hella efficient yeah. lately. Here's to our morale. Good job getting us that seventy percent increase in profits last quarter. Here's a pizza party. Here is a hundred dollars worth of food on. Here's a fifteen dollar gift card too. Also, don't talk about salaries with other people. 
Otherwise, we'll fire yeah, you. We don't want to hear it. That's illegal. Yeah, that would be. It would be awkward if we had to fire you, but we will. Yeah, we will. Yep. Um. So. And you can also uh, talk to your local. I forget what company that you can labor something with labor you can actually call them and you can be like hey this company threatened to fire me because i'm talking to i'm trying to talk to my employees about my salary probably osha yeah osha which is weird because they're like they're like the only person advocating for us as far as the government official is concerned right but they're all about safety so yeah fuck you again rob I think there's a a labor organization, too, that you can call Mm. for things like that also. There's a labor department. But, like, they'll also... Um, You can actually look up your salary. Uh, It's probably the Bureau of Labor Statistics. No, that can't be right. But either way, you can actually look up what people are making who do your Mm -hmm. job via the Bureau of Labor Statistics. You don't even need to ask your coworkers, but if you've been doing something for like three years and you're not getting paid that average amount, then you probably need to have a talk with your boss and he can't actually do anything because I mean, he can say no, sure. But you can also find a new job. You can tell him that. And he can't really do shit about that. No, you just hire someone else. And that's one thing that our economy is really good at is uh, having this uh, high unemployment rate. Because if you have a high unemployment yeah. rate, then it gives coworkers and employees less of a leg to stand on when they try and negotiate. Because there's always this thing of like, yeah, I can just fire you and get someone else. And we have yeah. this high unemployment rate right now where, you know, X amount of people are unemployed. So there's lots of people looking. But it's also weird because we do, I don't even know, I don't know where our unemployment rate is right now. But I do know that a lot of people are also no hiring. Idea. So... We have this yeah. weird thing. Yeah, pretty much everybody. We have this weird thing where there's like a high unemployment rate and then also a ton of people were hiring. Yeah, but nobody wants to take the jobs because they don't pay no. shit. No. And they're like, why won't people just work for their money? And it's like, well, that's because like it's not adequate. <laughs> like they can find ways to get by like without a company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some of those are government stipends. Like we were talking about unemployment mm-hmm. or, or whatever, but uh, other ones are like, no, I can literally just build decks for a yeah. living and I do it and I work 10 hours a week building decks. And then after that, I do about 20 a week in marketing my decks. Yeah. And it's like, but 10 hours a week, multiply it by $200 an hour. That's $2,000 and somebody can get by. Yeah. And that's a bad example. Yeah, there's also this like you don't you don't need a so um we had this weird thing with housing market in the past about I don't know five years where the housings have just skyrocketed so houses have like doubled in price I sold I bought my house in 2013 at 75 and I sold it for 130 um and I I'm gonna have trouble buying a house because houses price (laughs) housing has doubled but my my wages haven't doubled. <laughs> like I make an no, extra no, couple not. bucks an hour, but that's <laughs> the weird thing is I just looked at the inflation rate not too long ago, and the government's stating it's like three point five percent a year since COVID or something mm-hmm. like that. I'll, I'll have to find the exact statistic, but it's like 
I don't know how they're getting that number because that number is definitely not right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like everything's pretty much doubled in two yeah. years, three. Well, years. it's funny is like it minimally the inflation is based off of it's like um, like thirty percent of it is based off of it breaks down to like a, it's probably based like off. a couple of things. So it's based off like uh, inflation. It's based off like companies raising their prices and it's and it's based off like um employer employment i would have thought it would have been based off of raw materials just given how like low they gave that percentage yeah. and i'm like man like i'm feeling way more than that and then you look into it and they're like yeah cleveland's above average and then you look into another city and they're like yeah they're well above average and it's like is this just like wyoming yeah. or some shithole like that like but anyhow so not to completely derail the conversation but i have to roll again to determine do i have any sort of did you negotiate my negotiation yeah i have no idea yet so um, i hope you negotiate i'll go again before i roll this the winner of this is just whoever has the highest amount of points at the end of this. I thought this would be much easier, but apparently we both <laughs> suck at rolling dice. So, agreed. Yeah. All right. I got a five. So I'm now... <laughs> God damn it. I now have a right oh, I think. You're right up. You're a negative one. Uh, I'm winning now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You definitely are, and now every roll that I have is at disadvantage from this point on. <laughs> yeah, definitely lost a card. Excellent. When we were tied, I'm going to lose this game real yeah, quick. Yeah, now that you have a write-up and having disadvantage, I mean, but you can, uh, if you get a card, you can get rid of your disadvantage, right? Yeah, yeah, I could, but and I basically get three, I, I can have three turns to do mm-hmm. that in. I believe it's your turn oh, to roll. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I rolled a six. Oh, you get a resource card. You get a roll with advantage. Oh, yeah. But you have to roll a d20 first to determine which card. I rolled a 13. Community support network. Represents the player's connections and relationships within their community. Offering them assistance or resources in times of need. I found that like a lot of people generally, like they don't really know what rights are available yeah. to them and what company resources exist within like the HR department. They can make a fancy site all they want, but like people don't really know unless other people tell them. Oh yeah, them. for sure. <laughs> and it's almost I mean? like they keep it hidden yeah. too. Like they're not gonna to some degree i mean some companies just don't tell you what what you actually get or what benefits you get or what resources we have available to do some and some are really good about it and they'll just tell you yeah you have all these great things (laughs) and you can use them but also some companies are like here's some benefits that we give people but we don't want you to use them either like sick days you're like oh man you get all these yeah. free sick days and paid but also don't use them <laughs> yeah yeah i get it 
and like also like things like oh let's just take uh substance abuse as an issue mm -hmm. right a lot of companies will pay for that treatment oh like you you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't even realize it and a lot of that falls under short-term disability yeah. but as soon as you go to talk to your supervisor about it like their first thing is well fuck, dude like you can't really be a man down right yeah now. like that's not or like uh, the company will say, you don't get this FMLA because under law, you have to be here a year to earn it. But that's just this, that's just like the company saying, we can give you FMLA because we're a free market and we can give it to you definitely before a year. But by law, we have to give it to you after a year. Otherwise, we get fined that's that's not even that necessarily yeah. it's that we could choose to give this to you yeah. anyways but it's gonna like our shareholders yeah. they're not gonna like that it's true and they're not gonna like that you get fmla after a year by law <laughs> but yeah i mean we can definitely give it to you before i think my my other job had fmla before it was like three months. It was like, you get FMLA in three months. And then I worked at somewhere else. I was like, you don't get FMA, FMLA until a year. So don't, don't have anything yeah. major come up because we can fire you. Yeah. You can, ob and you can obviously control yeah. that. Right. So, yeah. but they also don't have to fire you if you, they like you and they can definitely give you the FMLA and they won't fire you. They could create an exemption. Yeah, they'll be like, you. "All right, we'll 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 give you this like half pay, or like we won't fire you, but you don't get paid for it." Or they'll work with you, but like they don't have to. And no, and that's kind of despicable if after ninety days you're not treated like a human being. They're like, no after 90 days you get some basic rights but after a full year that's when we'll really invest but you you prove we also don't want you to use it either <laughs> yeah don't yeah. do that that would make us look bad yeah but it does exist if you need it but don't need it yeah <laughs> it's so weird that like some jobs are like you they don't you're not that they don't depend on you so like if you work for a company with like i don't know 200 people working the same thing that you're doing let's say you work at a call center like if 20 people call off you stuff like 180 people there it's not gonna like mm -hmm. yeah i guess the customers might have higher call volume and they might be on hold for longer uh, but it's not hurting anyone <laughs> yeah well i mean a lot of those guys are getting paid i shouldn't even say flat rate but they're trying to meet their quotas and yada 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 and it's like this is what happens when like you don't take the unexpected into account mm -hmm. like i was always told quote high charge yeah. low it's not that hard of a concept no. but with how competitive the workforce is especially for like subcontracting on we'll just say plumbers and electricians and carpenters and stuff yeah. like that. The skilled trades. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know. 
it's one of those things where like the industry has already gotten used to bastardizing yeah. these guys. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we need to have competitive prices. And when they say competitive prices, they just mean we need to have the labor as cheap yeah. as we can because that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Also, some people do like yeah. um, uh, they do they'll do pay when the job's done, not like every time you go out, you pay like a, p- a fee for that. And that's nice because yeah. then you won't get shitty people like, oh, yeah, it's $100 every time I come out. And then they purposely break or not do it correctly. So they have to come out again. I mean, that yeah. should just be a law. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Well, like, I don't even that's been bastardized to some degree. I mean, take flat rate mechanics as an example, yeah. right? Like these guys, like, you know, they're told that this job should only take this amount of hours mm-hmm. to do to replace a ball joint or, you know, a CV axle or whatever, right? This job should only take this long. And it's like, these jobs were literally calculated by using 10 mechanics and taking the average of those 10 mechanics in regards to how much time mm-hmm. this takes, right? These 10 mechanics got the job because they were, how do I want to put it? They were good at what yeah. they did, right? So, like, you're comparing it to, like, some of the best mechanics out there, and then, like, they'll hit a stopwatch, and they'll stop when they have to search for a socket or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's like, that's not how the real world works at yeah. all. You don't just get to stop when it's convenient right. for you. And then for, like, a Ford Taurus transmission replacement, you get, like, 10 hours when everybody knows it's a 24-hour oh. job. It's a bastard of a job. And then these poor flat rate mechanics, they work 24 hours, at like, we'll just say $30 an hour, but they only get paid for like 10. <laughs> like the flat rate system literally exists to benefit the factory. Yeah, exactly. And the benefit, like, there's a lot of instances like this, but a lot of these systems only exist to benefit ford or chevy or you know whoever the 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 big guy is who's paying the bill yeah and everybody is just like oh we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it we need work we need work bring us more work blah 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 right but at the end of the day sometimes the work that they're offering Mm -hmm. you if everybody would just stick together within the industry sometimes the work that they're offering you isn't it's not worth it so somebody comes in with a transmission problem, tough shit, take it up with another mm-hmm. place. And then that place is like tough shit, take it up with Ford. Like, y- you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's really willing to stand up for themselves when it comes to the amount of money right. coming in. And it's crazy that like warranty. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, well, I was just gonna say warranty literally exists in mm-hmm. those fields, not to make the dealership yeah. money. It is not. It's literally just to reimburse the dealership because you're now part of the Ford network or, or yeah. whatever. It could be Chevy. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. They're all the same. But it, warranty work literally only exists so that way the dealership breaks even off of it. But the dealership refuses not to have a profit. So you end up with just screwing the guy who you... I mean, that's why mechanics, they often have a saying, fuck you, pay yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's why you always have that community support network. 
like food stamps. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you roll? You got advantage. Oh, did we talk about your community support network? A little bit. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. I also think oh. it's weird that these are people cool. have to rely on socialism when capitalism doesn't pay employees enough. And yeah, it's weird. It's like we made these recessions because we realized we have a flawed system, but we're not going to do anything about the system. And now some people have like this diehard hatred for socialism, but like everyone really kind of relies on socialism and to, if you're like lower to mid middle class. Yeah. I'd agree. Everyone benefits from socialism. That's what socialism is there for. It's almost like the definition of socialism is everyone benefits from it, but yeah, whatever. At least idealistic socialism all right what's my d6 though i got a two well no you you got to roll two d20s and you take the higher of the numbers oh i throw a d6 for first for the you you you're the one who rolled the community support network oh i did i thought you did nope i definitely lost a card oh and now i got a write up oh Oh, so I thought to roll my, another. My I job rolled. Okay. Was I rolled. A, you rolled two. I rolled D20. an eleven and a fifteen. Nope, sixteen. I got sixteen. Oh, okay. so you you gain oh, a card from it. Look at that! I'm up. Yeah, I'm winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now, yeah. winning for so, now. Well, I mean, I think I've got. I think we can do this. You'll get another roll. I started last, so I get two more mm-hmm. rolls, right? But I'm rolling with disadvantage right now. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, so I got a two, and then I got a three. What was your card draw type? I don't know. It's, uh, I'm trying to find the word document. It's really hard playing this not in person. Because it'd be like, roll a d6, grab a card. Yeah. Right? Um, but I got an action card, which provides players with specific actions or abilities they can take during their turn. I, I won't get to use any of those. But Maybe you'll um, lobby for a policy change. I hope so. Then, But I know me, and I know I'm spineless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I get to build solidarity, which is wonderful. Oh, the action card enables the player to actively build solidarity among workers, fostering unity and cooperation. It can grant bonuses to teamwork negotiation or resisting attempts to divide the workforce. But the, the, all right, yeah, so the company actively usually tries to benefit, get people to side with the company. So there isn't like the solidarity because if they all work together, they know that they can get what they want because they'll go on strike, but, but they don't want that. No, no, they do not. Especially if it interferes with profit people. So anyhow, let's see how I rolled. Mm, Give me, give me, give me dice. Uh, 
got a 20 and a 10, but I'm rolling with disadvantage, so nothing happens. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, they should have built Solidarity. No, I think I tried to build Solidarity, right? And then somebody in there was like, this sounds like union bullshit, <laughs> and I'm not a union sounds man. Sounds like socialism. And I'm, I'm opposed like, to this. <laughs> yeah. My wages are fair at eight sixty-five an hour. Did you know you could be making fifteen dollars? Who the fuck is making fifteen dollars an hour here? <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I got. <laughs> and then a bunch of people were back there, like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not making fifteen dollars an hour." Yeah, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. At eight yeah. seventy five. That way I can make sixteen dollars an hour. Or nine. That'd be yeah, maybe better. that guy that's making eight seventy five wants to make nine. But he's probably been there for like twenty years and his uh wages capped like eighteen years ago. So he just <laughs> he's just stuck at eight seventy five while new hires get paid at like eighteen. <laughs> Cause that's fair. It's a job and it's a dirty job, but we got more money and hire new hires than we do like keeping my wages alive. And I don't want to figure it out at my age of 73. So I'm going to keep working. At least uh, most companies have this uh, inflation wage where you get a little bit of a raise every year. But the idea of like you just cap on your wage because you can't learn anymore. You just have to like work your way up the the totem pole to get promotions to get like a higher wage. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, there's almost no incentive to actually stay at a company for more than like five, ten years, three years. Yeah. Well, and that's why you see a lot of people our age, right, who are jumping back and forth between jobs at different companies, right? That way they can negotiate for that higher wage because every time they jump to a different yeah. job, they end up with a higher wage and then they can they can come back to the same company six years yeah. later and you know end up with a let's say they were making twenty dollars an hour and now all of a sudden they're making thirty and that's way more than they would have made had they stayed with yeah the but company. the company the company might even like the company that. wants that because let's say like a company offers a pension if you're there for twenty five years and it's like like a selling point for people to get this job, but they know that they're gonna cap their like they're not gonna get a wage increase, so they know that people are gonna quit. Well, so like it's just like a fake benefit that never happens. What I've noticed is that in the jobs that I've worked, you get a matching four hundred one k up until like three percent or five yeah. percent, depending on the place, right? Even in mm-hmm. nursing. And then you give your money to this retirement yeah. fund, your 401k or 403b in my previous instances. But either way, you you give your money to them, they'll match it. But like these companies have no fucking clue what they're yeah. doing. And you'll lose what you matched. I uh, I always opt out of 401ks because <laughs> like part of me thinks it's a scam. I don't know how it's a scam. But I mean, what you just said, it kind of makes it scammy. But like, well, what I always do is I always look into like putting it in the foreign currencies mm-hmm. because a lot of those are more stable than the U.S. dollar. 
And then I usually end up with like a 1.5% interest, but everybody else at work is pitching about. Yeah. I just, uh, opt out of a 401k and then I just take that money and I, uh, either put it towards like my cost of living. So I'll either try and pay off some of my debt. So like I have a lower standard, lower cost of living. So I have a higher standard of living or like I'll look into like, you know, buying shares of like a stock or something and just like assuming because like I can't do anything with like that price match because you can't touch it for 30 years until like you retire. So, yeah, I mean, it, well, and like, yeah, so it doubles at one point, yeah. right? You got to be vested for at least five years for it to double, mm-hmm. right? But there's a lot of math that happens in between where you lose a lot of that. Yeah, and then you also can't touch it. <laughs> Like, what's the point of, like, having yeah. money if you can't touch it? Like, I need money now. Right. So I'm just going to use it now. And then if I invest well, I yeah. can probably invest more than or better than that, like, that price match of five or whatever percent. Then I'm just making yeah. more money than, like, a 401k has to offer. But, I mean, I could also lose money, too, depending on, like, what I invest in the stock market. But, like, that's just, like, one thing. Well, generally, though, that's offset. Yeah by the inflation rate at least recently you put money in like it's going to gain three percent annually well that's great because the inflation rate is five percent right now so i'm still losing money unless you like invest in index bonds because they have like a good history of actually making money but or you can like i don't know are you saying index funds i thought you said dex uh index funds Oh, that's entirely different than Dex bond. I was wondering what a Dex bond was, and I was like, do I need to look into this? <laughs> index. Index funds. Yeah. And they're, the funny thing about index funds, too, is like they're, even those are becoming bastardized to some degree. So that way you, you kind of go after those index yeah. funds, right? But they're not actually index funds. They only take over a sector yeah. of the market. I mean, right now, it's just meant to keep the rate on those. Yeah. Right now, banks are offering like, like almost like five percent um, for like a CD. So if you keep your money in like a, a CD yeah. for thirteen months, you'll get five percent back, which is better than kind of like a lot of other things. Account. So you can honestly just mm-hmm. get that same money from that mm-hmm. price matching and just put in a CD. And sometimes like that CD just you'll have a higher percentage in the next year or something like that. But CDs are pretty good now, right now. I mean, mean, banks used to do like 10% interest rates and now they're like 0.1% unless you do a CD, but like they're just hoarding your money so they can invest it themselves and make millions. I feel like banks are a scam. So what you get, (laughs) you need somebody to hold on to the money, but if, each and every one of us went down to cash out what we yeah. owed. They would no, they wouldn't. Up. And they're not required no. to have enough, which is also crazy. Like they, <laughs> they banks can insure your money up to like two hundred and fifty thousand or something like that. But if your money means nothing, which kind of seems like we're headed in that direction, given the fact that we don't want to talk to either side right now and figure this out. And everybody's like, oh, I agree with the right. I agree with the left, blah, blah, blah. We just came into agreement for something, actually. 
and it was um the right and left both agree that they should be able we're paying too much that, interest the right and left should be able to uh or politicians should be able to invest in the stock market because <laughs> a bill came by oh yeah, good. who came by saying like we should ban politicians from investing and they're like now we agree that this is bad we want to invest this is july 23rd <laughs> by the way if anybody's listening right now invest in lithium mines and the reason being, you will make a decent amount of profit off of it. I would estimate probably between 7 to 12%, which, yeah, is a wide margin, but still. We're not going to give up on lithium batteries for some reason. <laughs> it's not that complicated, but there are better alternatives that are coming out every day. Keep those in mind, but nonetheless, you're probably safe for two years because nothing receives widespread adoption in the research stage. And it usually takes about one to two years for that research stage to push its way to development. So there's also uh, websites that track politicians and what they buy and sell in the stock market. So you just follow what they do also because they probably have insider information. I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, it is. Dude, that's awesome. I'm, I know where I'm. Scratch what I said, gentlemen. <laughs> Go with them. A lot of they, they, yeah, a lot of politicians invest in waste management because it's something that we all pay taxes into, but it's also a for profit. <laughs> yeah. Which... yeah well, and I'm always the weird thing is I'm always surprised at how cheap it is to haul away the shit I don't want. Yeah. So, like, it's like I think it costs us like twenty dollars a month or something like that, and it's like. Got a big diesel truck coming around two times a week to pick up the shit I don't want and take it to someplace I don't care about. I mean, granted, a lot of that sort of thing has to change here soon, and we'll be feeling that eventually. That's why my grandparents, they ended up like going to burn barrels at one point because $5 a month and an increase was too high. I get it. It's not too high now. No. It meant more then. Actually, technically, that was my great grandparents. Yeah. I got a discount on my uh, garbage bill when I was living in Akron if I recycled. And like, I would put stuff in the recycling bin that just wasn't recyclable. Like those black plastic garbage bags, those weren't recyclable. You can't, you shouldn't be putting yeah. them in, but I did. And I got my discount. I got like $25 off or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about all that is that like most cities, they end up subsidizing or sorry, they end up subcontracting out uh, recycling because yeah. they don't really know a whole hell of a lot about it. I mean, yeah, some cities will compost like my city will compost like if you put out like your hedge trimmings and lawn clippings and all that, right? Though it is better to leave lawn clippings on the ground. So I'm not a hundred percent sure why we're all weird about this pure lawn thing, but whatever that aside, they'll still take you like your clippings from your limbs and uh, other things like that. Dog food. But they, they have no clue how to, yeah. I mean, they have no clue how to do the rest of it, though. 
like recycling plastics. So they subcontract it out. Right. And that subcontractor bases their rate off of the percentage of actual recyclable materials Mm -hmm. that they receive. And here they don't check. They don't give a shit. right? Right. As an example, I was once, I once, um, had a tire that was not at all recyclable Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't fit in my trash can. And I said, because we just lost our contract with them. And I said, fuck them. And I threw it in there because like, why am I paying for recycling if you're not actually going to recycle? Yeah. So I threw it in there. Yeah. I never got fined. I never got caught. Yeah. Didn't matter. It's a tire though. I got really irritated at the guy who sold me the new tires. And he's like, oh, that didn't include the recycling fee for the old tires. And I was like, you said that was all costs included. Why did you leave out the recycling fee? Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, then no. I don't care that it only costs $10 per tire. No. You said that was all costs included. And then, well, we can reduce it to five. No. You instantly lost my trust with that statement when previously you said all costs were included. All costs would include recycling costs. Makes sense. Yeah. But it's your turn to read. Oh, okay. And we're doing this one more time. Winner takes all, and I hope you lose two cards. I rolled a six for my You rolled D6. a six. God damn it. So I got a rescue Again? card. Roll with advantage. It's not a rescue card. It's a resource, resource card. card. My bad. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Reading is hard. <laughs> it is. What's my, uh, my thing? I got a 12. You get to roll for advantage. You got a 12, so you got mentorship program, which provides the player with a mentor who offers guidance, advice, and support, granting them advantages in decision-making or problem-solving. You know, mentor is actually really nice. I'm glad companies have, like, a mentor system to help you out for... But I also kind of wish mentors... That can be abused. Yeah, I wish kind of mentors uh, also were a bit more honest about, like, how, how... how awful the job is sometimes but they don't tell you that until after you've been there for like six months because <laughs> they've been sucking it up for 20 years so yeah. like, can you really blame them? i mean the, yeah. the things that people put up with for like five to ten years they're just like slowly becoming more accustomed to it because they you know they kind of have to otherwise they have to quit or find something new but they just say like, you know accept it they're just like all right this is fine this is fine and then eventually all those things that are, are fine like add up to be not fine but you know that's just how it is but i generally have like positive things to say about pe- my trainers and people that have mentored me in my past jobs i just i just know that they like they can't also be super honest with new <sighs> hires because then they'll, they'll, they'll most likely quit the new hires will quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. My first roll was 12. Once. And then I got a 20. God damn. It. I know. You got two Man, cards. Man, I'm just. Give me one sec. All right. Because yeah. I just gained two cards. You do have three cards. Man. And I can, like, use all three of my cards. 
and give you disadvantage for like the rest of your life. <laughs> you could, but we've only got one more turn. Yeah, and you're so, have, like, if you want to, and you already have disadvantage. I think, maybe. right? I have a write up. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. All right. I'm doing great at my job. I think I was a writer. <laughs> that got replaced by AI. So <laughs> you were a writer. Yeah. Yeah. By the technological advancements. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I already know my luck is terrible. I can speak intelligible and all that shit. Oh, cool. I got a six. Nice. Yeah. I can't. The, by the rules of the game, I can't beat you. No. All right. So what but you is, can probably gain a card, maybe. Because, like, that advantage. I got a 10. Oh. Well, no, I got I got a ten in, in oh, okay. regards to what card I pick. Oh, yeah, that so. is a employee assistant program voucher. Provides access oh, to counseling man. services, mental health support, and other form of. Oh, we talked about this a little bit, and how companies don't actually tell you that this is available. Yeah, so basically, I'm a meth addict. <laughs> But I thought you were an accountant. Company did right by me. <laughs> um, well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I got, I get to roll with advantage, though. So is it a, first roll is a seven. Is it what? a wash them because you have disadvantage? Yeah, pretty much. And my first roll was a 17. Oh. So, like, basically advantage gets canceled out with disadvantage. Just like Stone. So you gain a card. With seventeen, yeah. yeah, but you got three, yeah. So, but I think it's important at this point to note that, like, just because somebody else is doing better than you at the workplace in the workplace, that's not a reason to shit on their parade. Yeah, like, so somebody's doing good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a couple of people like that who are like, "Oh, it would have been nice to have a break in my day and mm -hmm. age," and it's like, well, it probably would have been i'm not really arguing with that but at the same time like that has nothing to do with like like he's getting some sort of advantage here right like so he's just gotten that advantage and it took 30 years to get to this point yeah so yeah you haven't received yours yet but now this is a bartering chip this is something that you can come back and say physically, hey, like, so he got a $5 an hour raise because, like, y'all realized you were underpaying him. Or he got a $1,000 bonus because, like, you realized that you mistreated him. I went through the same things. Like, where's my recognition? Mm -hmm. And if they don't give you that recognition, you move on because obviously that company does not give a fuck about you. No. And it can be hard to make that sort of decision. But eventually, like, you're not getting anything out of it. It should be a pretty easy decision to make. Yeah. If you are getting something out of it, you can't compare your successes to somebody else. I wish more people would understand that, like, the company isn't looking out for you. They they will throw you under the bus at any moment and 
Well, our profits aren't high enough because these seven guys didn't do the jobs in the amount of time that we demanded, even though they were all 20, or sorry, 2002 Ford Tauruses that needed replacement transmissions under warranty. Mm -hmm. They did not make us money, even though the job was set up to fail. That doesn't matter. They didn't make us money. We needed money to be made. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when people talk about how they're also salary and they'll work, yeah. they'll put like, I don't know, 120% into the job. Like they'll work overtime, they'll go out, come in on their days off, they'll stay longer, but like they're not getting anything from it and they don't, they're not going to gain anything from it. The company wants you to do that and they're going to be like, oh, great, that's free money. But they're never going to like. The bitch of that is that you. You see, you see that a lot with fast food workers, yeah. right? Somebody gets a pro, gets a promotion to assistant manager, right? Like one more step, they're store manager, but they have to earn mm-hmm. it. And it's like, okay, well, while you could earn it, you should be paid while earning it not giving a bunch of extra money to a multi-million dollar corporation. Right. But a lot of them fall into that trap where if I just work a little bit harder mm-hmm. right now, I mean, I almost fell into that trap at one point and it's like, it, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to fall into that trap. I can get there by transferring jobs too. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people fall into that trap of, you know, maybe, maybe if I do this extra thing, the company will, you know, treat me better, but that's never the case. I mean, yeah. Statistically speaking, it's not, they're not looking out for you. If you do anything no. wrong, that will cost them money. Even if you've been like the best employee for 20 years, they'll still fire you. If they're, if right. they're going to cost it, if they're a liability any way, shape, or form at any point, they'll get rid of you. They don't have your and back. In this instance, yeah. Well, and in this instance, why don't they have your back? Because it's way easier to listen to their bosses who are bitching about how the shareholders want more money. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, a perfect segue into this next episode, really. More workers' rights? <laughs> no, uh, more about how shareholders in the stock market. Ah, okay. Because we were talking about the stock market earlier. And shareholders are a big part of what kind of makes that run. It is. And I mean, it's obvious to see that from the outside, but First, you would have to define a shareholder yeah. because apparently certain people get controlling interests and yada, yada, yada. I mean, technically, I'm a shareholder because I hold shares of stocks, but like, I don't really matter. <laughs> they don't look at my interest. Yeah, because you own like 0.015% of a company. Yeah. If I own, and same here. If I own 10, 10 shares of a company, I, I, I get a vote for things. Yeah, but like, well, and think about, you know. And think about your retirement too. Like how many stocks are you paying into? Well, maybe not you, but specifically in my instance, like how many stocks am I paying into where 
I don't have any say. Yeah. But somebody who owns a hundred times the amount of mm-hmm. me, like they get all the say. Right. And if this is how they make a difference, then it's hard to suggest that somebody who has no money should, you know, invest in this to make a difference. But, yeah. But is that the only way we can make a difference? Because right now, from my perspective, it sure as shit seems like that's the only way to make a difference is if you have money. Yeah, I mean, that's how it kind of looks like to me, too. I mean, I can work a job for 50 years and live, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, I mean, I don't know what retirement's going to be like, and... I don't know yeah. if my government's going to take care of me for when I get to that retirement age. Well, from everything I've heard, Social Security won't exist, but there might be a new system that's like Social Security, yeah. but it probably will be defunct because it won't have enough funding. I mean, we can't. We need to increase taxes. That's what I keep hearing. Increase taxes, but only on the poor. I mean, all you have to... They're not paying their fair share. Yeah. Meanwhile, these poor multi-billion dollar corporations they have to put everybody's dollar. It's true. I mean, they just have to not put a cap on Social Security and then we can fund Social Security. Like, there's a cap, but you don't pay any more of a percentage of your income for, I I think it's like 186000 so if you make uh, $500,000 a year, you're, that same percentage is based off 186. So you're, it's, it's. The real problem is that people dipped into that fund, not realizing that the fund grows exponentially. I don't have a social security. Rather realizing. I don't have a retirement fund. I do. Yeah. But. It might as well just be throwing pennies at a fucking air conditioner. <laughs> watching which don't get chewed up in the process. But somebody will throw the same amount of pennies at it. And they'll still get chewed up by the air conditioner. And then I might be lucky to have half of them. That fan's awful strong. And then I need a new air conditioner. Because some homeless dude just threw a bunch of pennies <laughs> at an air conditioner after I did. And... <laughs> He's a cool dude, but Jim, like, fuck you, Jim. Maybe you shouldn't throw pennies at an air conditioner. Just keep your pennies. Probably not. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to transition out of this whole, like, owning my house industry into becoming an expert on Canva. And speaking of that, this week, our sponsor is... Oh, yeah. No one. Oh. Womp womp. (laughs) It's fine. Nah, we haven't even released these episodes yet. So one day, maybe there's some benevolent billionaire. Oh, uh, maybe, I'll maybe know. they'll go to our Patreon and give us the- yeah, and donate like thirty cents <laughs> or thirty million. Thirty cents—that's a lot of money. Oh, I don't man. need thirty million to retire. Shit, man! Somebody <laughs> just donated like fifty bucks. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> That's not saying that'll do me much for retirement, but like that'd be cool. 
Yeah. That's like a tank of gas. Yeah. Pretty much. And like, I mean, honestly, like, when we got into this, I wasn't asking for anything. And I'm not asking for anything now. So if I got as much as a tank of gas out of all this, I mean, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'd be fine if that didn't happen, too. So. But in this game of workers' rights, it would appear that Aaron is the winner. da 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 I lost my job to AI, like, twice. Yeah, but it didn't really matter. It's a game. It's like life. <laughs> you know, the game life, exactly. not, not real life. Yeah, yeah real life sucks. <laughs> It could be better. All right. Well, that's enough for this episode. All right. Tune in next time when we talk about drone birds. Or shareholders. We've yet to make a decision. I mean, both are not real. Birds aren't real, and money is not real. In the interim, I'm Ryan. Bye.